Hey folks, welcome to another episode of Health Shift, the podcast that bridges the gap between conventional modalities and ancient healing for complete mind, body, and spirit well-being. We don't want your health to be shit, we want you to make a shift. Please note that these discussions are not medical advice, nor should they be used in place of medical assessments and treatments. So let's get started. Today I'd like to welcome Nate DeYoung. Nate is the chef and owner of Honeybread Meal Prep on the North Shore of Massachusetts. Before starting Honeybread, he worked as a food technologist where he learned the inner workings of the processed food industry. Boy, we have a lot to talk about in that regard. (laughs) 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 Having learned the harmful effects of processed foods, he now dedicates his professional life to preparing healthy home-cooked meals for busy families and also for those with special dietary needs. I am so excited to speak with Nick today and about his journey and how this has influenced the great work that he is doing today. So thanks for being here, Nate. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. So tell us your story, how you got to where you are today. Yeah, sure. So um, like you said, I own uh, Honeybread Meal Prep on the North Shore. Um, I was a food technologist for about seven years. So I actually went to school for music. Ah. Um, I don't know if you know about music. I played the oboe and English horn and the, the pipe organ, actually. Um, I don't know if you know about music, but it can be a little um, competitive. Yes. It can be really taxing and draining on you. Um, I realized that in college. So um, after college, I decided, you know, I don't want to study music anymore, but I, I want to be studying something. So I'd always had a passion for food, um, especially baking, um, cooking a lot. But as a kid, a lot of baking, a lot of baking interests. So um, right after college, I bought some like baking textbooks and it, it was very similar to music because um, it was it was very like, like, these are the rules that you follow. It's very much like a study. These are the rules that you follow. Like, you'll know, like if you're making cheesecake, if you did it the right way, because, you know, it will look like a cheesecake or it won't. Um, <laughs> yes. and I, I found like a lot of comfort in that. That was very similar to music to me. Um, and then I, I started looking for more work in uh, bakeries uh, specifically. So I um, actually found a job up in Vermont. I was in Vermont at the time after college. So I was working in a German sourdough bakery. It was, it was beautiful. The bread, the location, it was part of a farm. It had this humongous, um, like nine foot wide by 12 foot deep uh, wood fired oven. So like every week I would fire it up. I'd get like 300 pounds of raw wood, like push it into the oven, um, set the flame. It'd just be massive, like thousand plus degree inferno overnight. Um, really good memories doing that. Um, got some other jobs along the way. And then I moved down to Massachusetts where I am now. And I joined a company. I won't, I won't mention the company's name. It's like a processed food company, basically a lot of snack foods and things. Um, so I really enjoyed that. It was like, um, very creative. Like I I was doing a lot of recipe development work. Mm-hmm. I was doing a lot of leading uh, the production lines. So if we had a product that was running um, and it was a recipe that I'd worked on, I would be the one that would go down to the production floor from the office, from the test kitchen and supervise that. Um, and, I, and I found it to be really fun. I, I, I had some qualms about the products we were making, but I kind of had the general assumption that a lot of people do, which is like, you know, we're obviously making junk food. People know they shouldn't eat a lot of it. Um, so I kind of, you know, didn't feel too guilty about like the products that I was producing and, and helping to, you know, get a lot of people to eat and basically crave. Um, it wasn't until about, I think maybe 2015, 
after I had worked at the company for a couple of years that I started getting more interested in my own personal health. I started gaining a little bit of weight at the, at the company because as part of my job, I had to be testing the, the products all day. So I had to be, I'd be called into my boss's office. He'd be like, you know, what do you think of this product, this cookie or this snack or whatever? So I'd have to eat a sample. Then we'd have like a competitor sample. And like, you know, I, I would have to taste it. I just, of course. it was part of my job. I was, so I of course was worried about like my teeth, <laughs> eating a lot of sugar, just pure sugar. Um, but also my health in general. So I started watching some uh, documentaries. The, the big one that I watched, I think the first one that I watched was called Fed Up. Yeah. Um, it's, it's starring Katie Kirk. So you probably know that one. Yes, yeah. I do. Um, Very well. Yeah. So that, it, it has kind of like all the all-stars of the nutrition field. It has like Marion Nestle and uh, Robert Lustig, um, Gary Taubes, uh, you know, all the people that like have the books and, you know, do, do the rounds and, and that kind of thing the interview. So I was watching that and there was one person that stuck out to me. Um, he was actually wrote down the quote because this is like the quote that really made me rethink what I was doing with food. It was from uh, Senator Tom Harkin of Iowa and he was comparing the, the processed food industry to the tobacco industry. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I want to read the whole thing because this is like, it's a, it's a little long, but this is what really made me start to be like, this is not maybe something that's right that I'm doing with, with my career, with my life. Um, Tom Harkin said, um, sometimes I just wanna say, don't you have any shame at all? Isn't there something inside of you that says, what we're doing is just not right? They have to know, talking about the people in the food industry. Um, mm -hmm. He continues, just like the tobacco companies, how could those people sleep at night for years knowing they were lying through their teeth about tobacco and cancer, and yet they kept pushing these tobacco products? It's the same way with the big food companies. I don't know how they live with themselves. So yep. after that, I was like, does that really include me? Because I was thinking, you know, I'm not really the one in charge of this stuff. It's like, I know I have a manager. I, there's a CEO who puts his final stamp. We were sending things to clients and things to be approved. Um, but after, after a while, I, start to feel, I started to feel my own personal um, culpability almost. Um, I was being told by my, by my manager, by the CEO, like, you know, I would make a product, a snack food that I thought was pretty good. And I would be told, you know, like, it's good, but it's just like, it doesn't have that, doesn't have that craveability. Like I want it to like, make it so I want more and more and more, like I can't stop eating it. So I'd have to go back and figure out what kind of food additives can I add to this? What kinds of like flavor enhancers, such as like maybe making it more savory tasting, you know, mm. getting like that umami in your mouth. What can I do to make this, you know, like addicting, basically? That's the way I saw it. Mm -hmm. And of course, I had to do that stuff. Um, and, and those things came up more and more during my time at the company. Um, it was just always talking about, like, how do we get people to want to eat more? You know, that yeah. was like a big thing. Um, and I, I just didn't feel good about that. Like I said, I was slowly gaining weight <laughs> there. <laughs> it, it, you know, the, the job got more stressful, just like besides the fact the company was eventually bought out by a humongous corporation, um, a multinational, like, um, pretty much no matter who you are, you've eaten their products because they're, <laughs> they're private label with all different other companies throughout the world. Um, so I, I, I just started to reflect, what is this what I really want to, what I'd be doing? Like I was you know, making pretty good money doing it and there was a good future for me, but I, I, I just was starting to feel guilty about the stuff I was making. And um, that's when I really want to change. So I quit that job after about seven years, um, kind of 
did some some things here and there, um, pursued different things and interests, um, but always came back to food. Um, about that same time that I had first watched Fed Up, the documentary, is when I started meal prepping for myself. Uh -huh. um, because me, uh, well, I was by myself at the time, but eventually living with my boyfriend, we both were getting really busy, um, didn't have a lot of time. So meal prepping seemed like the perfect answer. We could make a lot of meals one day of the week, package them up and just, you know, have them in the fridge. So it's just like, if, you know, we're both staying late at work till seven or eight at night, we can just come home and there's just like a perfect package of food that we can just basically put into the microwave, maybe garnish it with some cilantro or something. And it's like a, a healthy meal, home cooked. Mm -hmm. And you don't, you don't feel the need to call for takeout, like, you know, fast food pizza or something. Um, so, so I, I spent a lot of time that really became my passion starting in about 2015, um, learning how to meal prep, um, because meal prepping is, is a lot different than uh, working in a restaurant. Working in a restaurant as a chef, it's a lot, people are eating it right away. Right. It's something that's like served hot on a plate, ready to go that the, the, the person enjoys right there and then. Whereas with meal prepping, you need to devise recipes and ways of cooking so that the food is just as good, you know, two or three or four days in the, like after you've made it as the day that you made it. Um, yep. So a lot of, there's a lot of different things with meal prepping that um, you don't necessarily get with cooking in a restaurant. So I learned a lot of that just, um, you know, watching a lot of YouTube videos, Tasty, my own experimenting and things like that. Um, and it's, it's really become my passion. Like, I feel like home cooking, um, I, I forget who said it, let food be thy medicine. Yes. Uh, one of the great <laughs> philosophers. Um, I know that's trite and cliche people, everyone says that, but, um, I, I just, I, I feel like meal prepping is a great way, whether you're paying someone to do it like me, or you're doing it yourself to have home cooked meals with the least amount of work possible. Um, because it really is in today's food, food climate, like it's, it is like trying to swim upstream, um, trying to eat healthy. We're always bombarded by advertisements and like, I mean, especially with the pandemic, it's easier than ever to get curbside pickup. You don't even have to leave your car to get takeout if you know, or you can get yeah. it delivered. It's, it's just, it's, it's always so tempting and so much easier and sometimes tastier, um, to get takeout or, fast food or processed food or frozen meals that are made in a humongous factory that is to cook, you know, do home cooked meals. So that's really been my passion is like um, making home cooking easier. And so people can enjoy home cooking. I feel like a lot of people don't actually even know what home cooking um, tastes like. I think mm -hmm. a lot of people home cooking to them is like once a year they go home for Thanksgiving and you have everything out of a can or a bag, you know, you have, um, <laughs> but like, I mean, it's just like the classic uh, green bean casserole. You have the green oh. beans out of a can, the right, right, right. soup out of a can, even the onions, the French fried onions come out of a can. So it's just like dump, dump, mix, dump, bake, you know? So, and, and then, you know, a lot of, a lot of other things, because I think a lot of us grew up with, you know, a lot of things out of cans, you know, high sodium, green beans again or um, I don't know what carrots and corn where yeah, it's like it's processed in such a way that you don't get the texture or the flavor anymore so there's just a whole world of home cooking that I don't think a lot of people even know exists it tastes so much different and it feels so much different in your body so it's so true you know my parents grew up during the uh the war so you know they remember they that's when things started to turn and become more uh processed 
And so, Absolutely. you know, I had powdered mashed potatoes and, you know, mm -hmm. things out of a can. And it was so funny because my father, when I went to school, um, my undergraduate studies were a part of the home economics division at, mm. uh, for nutrition. So we started cooking from day one. And so I would usually try to cook something on the weekends. And my father used to say, you know, Jules, you don't have to do all that, go to all that problem. Don't worry about it. Cause he didn't like the taste of fresh food. He liked stuff out of the can. Really? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, oh my goodness. Wow. You know, we have so many similarities. I mean, I grew up very obese and very sugar addicted, started dieting with my parents when I was nine years old. And then I did the yo-yo dieting through high school and all that. So, um, you know, I basically fell into my profession because I needed to learn mm -hmm. a little bit about, you know, the whole nutrition piece for myself. I also loved baking and cooking. And my mother let me do that in, uh, from the time I was a youngster. Um, but again, that whole idea of, of meal prepping and food prepping, you know, most of those classes are no longer even available in school. You know, oh, they got, wow. I didn't know they that. got kind yeah. of axed out. Home economics really got downplayed quite a bit. Um, mm -hmm. as did music. And like you, I actually was debating whether or not I wanted to go into music as a career. So mm -hmm. singing and piano and guitar were my things, but I got a little bit intimidated by having to learn all these different instruments. So um, healthcare yeah. seemed to be the next thing. And I still sing on the side, <laughs> which is fun. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But um, so how do you work with nutritionists? I'm really curious about, about this because it's, it's obviously something that you're very passionate about and you've had personal experience with. Yeah, absolutely. So I can almost think of uh, a meal prep service or I mean, personal chef, like that's another name for a meal prep service is a, a personal chef, someone who cooks meals that you request and you know, you basically get what you want. Like it's a restaurant, your own restaurant. Right. Um, it can almost be like the missing piece of the puzzle for a lot of um, patients, a lot of clients of dietitians or nutritionists because um, I've actually never seen a nutritionist. I actually would be interested to try that sometime. Um, but I can imagine a lot of um, clients will, 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 will be given, you know, you need to cut back on your salt. Also, you are gluten intolerant. Um, and I'd like you to eat more leafy greens. And, you know, there might be a whole lot of different parameters. And then as someone who's a client, they might be like, okay, well, you know, I have four kids. Um, they, they have needs too, like for cooking and, um, like, I, I don't want to cook at all in, in general. So like, wh what do you do to be, to be successful? It's going to be, I feel like it'd be hard to find frozen meals that cater to all those things. If you have multiple, um, you know, dietary issues or even just dietary goals, um, it's going to be hard to find takeout. I mean, takeout has so many different hidden additives like I, I haven't I've never seen a restaurant besides like Chipotle or something that actually tells you like these are the ingredients in your meal and like these are the expected like calories and, and macros and things it's just like most takeout you're not going to know exactly what's in your food yeah. um so I see um a meal prep service being yeah it could be like the missing piece of a puzzle for a lot of people um I think it's a service that a lot of people maybe don't even know exists um, or even think to like look up it's like oh I can have someone cook meals in my own home mm -hmm. um, and like it's not I, I think it's less less expensive than people think it is um, so so yeah so working with a nutritionist it, it's really what the the client the patient um, the customer it's what they need and what they want so like you as a nutritionist will tell them that they need certain things in their diets like certain macronutrients certain nutrients and things like that 
And then I will consult with the, the, the clients, you know, if, if you refer them to me, for example, or if, uh, any nutritionist for, refers them to me and I may be like, okay, like we, we got these things down. Like, what do you like to eat? Like, right. okay. So Huge. you like a lot of chili, you like tacos, but you can't have gluten. Okay. Let's, let's find ways to either adapt these kinds of recipes. So you're getting the same taste, the same textures, but it's exactly what you need. So it might not have gluten. It might have some extra spinach in there. That's, that's something I love to do is like, I hate to say it, but like hiding vegetables in meals. So it's like, if someone you needs, have to do that for a lot of people, <laughs> yeah, more vitamin A or something. It's just like, we can, you know, we can get some more vitamin C in there. Let's put some, like some peppers in there. We'll just, I, I use the food processor. You won't even notice them. Your vitamin C will be way, way up there. Sure. Um, so I, I almost feel like the sky's the limit. It's, it's really like, and, and the way I see my business and meal prepping in general for people is just like, how can I help you? Like, mm-hmm. what do you want? What do you need? And just um, kind of going from there. And, and for me, that's the most fun thing is just seeing what people need, what people enjoy, what they want um, and providing that for them. And, and then hearing back from them like, oh, this food's amazing and I'm feeling better and I'm losing weight. You know, that's the best thing for me to hear is those kinds of things. So Sure, yeah. sure, sure. You know, it's so funny. I, I was uh, I met a friend for lunch the other day and I, I rarely go out to eat. And um, for the life of me, I couldn't really quite figure out how to use the QR code. So that tells you how often I go out to eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, We're both yeah. like they're laughing and she's instructing me on how to use it. And um, it was, it's just hysterical because I cook all my own meals and I feel better for it. Um, and you're absolutely right. You know, I do a lot of work with allergy and immunology and these poor people have multiple allergies to different ingredients. And most of my clients, when they go out to eat, they have a reaction. But if they're eating at home, which yeah. they may not prefer, um, then you know they're not reacting quite so much. So there is really a need for the services mm. that you offer. So I, I can't wait until we, uh, we get to actually really collaborate, which will be so fun. Um, yeah, I agree. You know, when I when I think of healthcare, I think my my definition is so much more expansive because it's really about the mind, body, and the spirit. And I was just listening to a really interesting uh, commentary yesterday on um, NPR, and they were talking mm. about again this whole idea of if we bring the 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 spirit into things, we get to slow down and really think about where was that food raised? You know, where was it? Where was it grown? How mm. was the soil taken care of? How did the farmer actually take care of it? What did the farmer do in terms of, you know, harvesting it and then bringing it in order to get to our doorstep and all of that? And if we start to actually have gratitude for each step along the way, mm-hmm. that's a part of the healing process right there too. Yeah, I yeah. agree. And, yep. and kind of elaborating on that, um, once you start cooking for yourself, I'll just say like, you know, I, I think people, like the best thing you can do is learn to cook for yourself and enjoy the process or not enjoy the process just find easy ways to do it and enjoy the end result but one of the amazing things that comes out of learning to cook for yourself and cooking for yourself is you can buy so much better ingredients and it will actually be cheaper than getting takeout or going to a restaurant Mm -hmm. so you can get things like and this is what me and my boyfriend do now we we like like you we never get takeout we never go to restaurants i mean the pandemic kind of forced us into that modality um we didn't we didn't go out to much eat much before that um but now that we cook and like all the meals that we have now are homemade we can get pasture-raised eggs we can get grass-fed beef we can get organic almost anything vegetables and it will still be cheaper than even if you were to home cook all of your meals except 
getting takeout or going to a restaurant two or three times a week. It's still cheaper mm-hmm. to do it yourself. And, and I, I can't imagine, you know, it, it's almost like apples to oranges at that point because you're spending, you know, maybe it's 40 cents per egg to have them locally pasture raised the chickens instead of, you know, 20 or 10 cents an egg because, you know, the, like the 99 cent ones from Market Basket or something. Um, it, it's just amazing how you can save money by cooking yourself and you'll feel better. And uh, it's it's just better for everyone. I don't I don't know. It's I I love home cooking. Yeah, <laughs> That'd be my yeah, one no, thing that I people. Great. It's just it's so rewarding to to enjoy home cooked meals and and cooking for yourself. Um, yeah, I I just think like for like the clients that you see, um, for anyone in general, the one of the best things you can do for yourself is learn how to cook just a little bit. Sure, sure. You know, I mean, one of the other things that I, I can see, um, I, again, like I said, I'm so excited to, uh, you know, to start working with you and, and letting some of my clients know about your services is they could have some of the meals from you and get a sense of like, oh my God, this home cooked food is amazing, which may give mm. them the confidence to just test out, even if it was two meals a week. Because there are a lot of families that are really super busy. And if they've got kids at home and they're working at home, if, you know, now we've got double, double parent families working at home and schooling kids at home, although that's starting to open up. Um, you know, just even a little bit of home cooking is great. But again, knowing that they've got somebody like you available to prepare, you know, really healthy food. And in the long run, you know, the, and again, part of, the, part of the problem here in, this, in the States is we don't look at the long-term effects you're actually yeah. saving in terms of dollars on healthcare if you're eating healthier food. So, I think so. Yeah, and and like you said, just having a few bit of meals like every week that you cook yourself or have someone else cook for you in your home, it can give you the taste to be like, you know, this makes me feel better. I didn't know I could feel this good from eating home cooked meals. I want to, you know, keep this up. Yeah. Um, and it really it really is a long term thing when when you think about it because. I forget what the prevalence now is of diabetes, but it's always going up every single year. Uh, the rates of obesity and, um, you know, the, the things that uh, I think everyone should be afraid of, honestly. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think we should all be afraid of diabetes and because, you know, it's kind of sad. It's almost diabetes is still kind of uh, funny. It's just, I don't know, like sometimes going to be a joke, just even the, the term diabetes, like how it's associated with sugar and like the lifestyle you choose. And it's not treated as I think the, the serious disease that it is. It's just like, oh, well, you know, I didn't eat so well for all my life and now I have diabetes. What are you going to do? You know, sure. um, it's like, no, like, let's, you know, let's have an intervention with this. Let's, <laughs> you know, <laughs> let's, let's before it gets that bad. I mean, I'm speaking from as someone who's 35. Um, sure. You know, I think especially with younger people, it's like there are things that you can do to easily make it so you can prevent these things, such as, you know, diet and exercise. Sure, um, sure. And eating home-cooked meals, in my opinion. That's my Yeah, opinion. yeah. You know, just about a year ago, um, I don't know if you know the name Jeff Bland, but Jeffrey Bland is, a, is an amazing scientist um, who started a company called Metagenics, uh, one of the, you know, very top um, supplement companies here in the country and one of the earlier on ones as well. But um, Jeff is known as the father of functional medicine. And last year, he was actually showing the statistics of why Americans were doing so poorly with the pandemic because of metabolic syndrome, which is, again, Mm. that condition that is pre-diabetes. And he said, you know, we've had a pandemic in the making for years, 
because people don't really take their diet and their lifestyle seriously enough. So again, you know, part of what you're offering is, is a solution and a, in a really yeah. nice solution and a tasty solution. So yeah, this absolutely. has been so, so interesting. So, so Nate, tell, tell us, how can people connect with you? Oh, um, the best way is just uh, visit my website. It's honeybreadchef.com. Honeybreadchef.com. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So I, I try to make it as easy as possible. Um, people could reach out. My email is there. The, the phone number to reach me is there. Or you can just, there's a little chat box. Um, or you can just easily book online. I try to make the, the process as easy as possible. Perfect. Um, I, I try to be very transparent too. So basically all the information's on the website. I have a humongous FAQ section uh -huh. that kind of spells out any questions you might have. But obviously you can contact me. Um, and yeah, so honeybreadchef.com, that's the best way to, to find me. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. This was great. All right. And if you folks like this podcast, please rate, review, and share with your friends, family, coworkers. I'm on a mission to change the current paradigm of healthcare and mental health care. And you can find me at juliefreeman.net, on Instagram at juliefreemanmindfulwellness, and on YouTube at juliefreemanfunctionalmedicine, La Jolla. Until next time.